0: Hello everyone and welcome to this World Game Changers podcast episode. My name is Rebecca Wheel. I'm one of the directors. And I am very honoured to be joined by Paul Lowe today. So Paul, welcome to the podcast.
1: Thank you very much. I was hoping you was gonna call me Mom, but anyway, it doesn't matter.
0: Well, if you want to be called mom, you can be called mom. It's no problem. <laughs> <laughs> I say that,
1: listeners, because as you'll know, um, oftentimes, particularly with the female guests and more particular, Rebecca, I, I don't know why, but I use that term mom. And, and I've actually, I'm going to share with you, been uh, told off quite a few times um, because apparently, apparently it's got a connotation of women of a more senior age, Um uh, I don't know. I mean, what's in a word? Do words have energy? Because I think it's fair to say, Rebecca, is it not, that we're going to be talking about energy within this uh, this dance, this this yes. musical dance, this 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 wondrous extravaganza.
0: <laughs> I wonder what the male equivalent to mom is. Perhaps it's sir.
1: Cool. That really does sound formal. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um, But yes, as you uh, alluded to there, Paul, we are going to be talking about energy and we've come up with a title. um, So we want to explore this uh, and see where it goes, really. So the title is What If Einstein Made Music? Mm. So anything (laughs) coming up for you uh, initially?
1: Yeah, it's making me laugh. That's what's coming up for me um and do you know what listeners i mean what a zany title what if einstein made music maybe he did i don't know maybe he was a you know uh, you know from my awareness he wasn't renowned for his musical prowess um maybe he did maybe he didn't but i think most people you know at the risk of using a general statement would say well the man was as you know was noted for his uh, science and um you know, the laws of relativity and that kind of, Oh, no, sorry, that was Newton, wasn't it? So i will get my scientists mixed up. <laughs> Shows the more bias these days towards art and creativity rather than scientific stuff. But, yeah, I think it's a fascinating title and one that... You know, he's going to hopefully raise the vibration, raise the frequency, raise the energy. You know, let's let's have some fun with this, listeners. Let's kiss the sun. Let's be vulnerable. Let's touch the moon. Let's shake off those lonely bow tags that Peter had sang about in 1969 with his One It Wonder. You know, what's in words? Words have energy. Put a tune to it. You know, that tonality that we talk about in communication. How important is tonality in our words? So we're led to believe that there's been research to say that the words we use are around the 7% mark in terms of their effectiveness for communication. 38% is tonality and the other 55% is physiology. How are we expressing ourselves when we communicate? Now on this podcast, obviously you can hear, but you can't see. So, am I personally, as I'm speaking to you now, gesticulating with my hands? Am I no, I'm not I'm actually got my arms folded. That doesn't feel right because I feel personally that my energy is high, and I want to convey that high energy, and that brings in something else, Rebecca doesn't it isn't well certainly in my world, I'm going to own this statement rather than ask a question. My highest form of energy is love. And I think when we can put energy out into the world around love, is there really any better way of living? Not in my book, there isn't. But hey, listeners, you be the judge. Rebecca, before we dive in and we do a duet, I mean, before I um, <laughs> answer your questions, <laughs> any thoughts on that uh, mixed bag? Uh, yeah,
0: I mean, lots of thoughts. Um Uh, I don't know where to start, really. Um, Yeah, I feel that the music is a uh, container almost for those expressions to be shared, those emotions to be shared. Um, And it's similar with art and it's similar with, uh, you know, making a painting or whether it's um, doing a dance or whether it's... um, you know, they're all creativity, uh, that are capturing that, are you know, trying to capture something. Um, but yes. So I think that, uh, there's lots, there's lots there. Um, so if Einstein made music, so it's, it, it's interesting that Einstein, as you said, is, you know, renowned mostly for the kind of scientific, uh, nature of what he did and, Um, and also that he was a genius, you know, he was a genius. And when I think of Einstein, I mean, I don't know much about Einstein, I'll be completely honest. But when I, when I hear the name Einstein, for me, I, I, I see a light bulb, you know, I think, I think that's probably a cliche, but I see that light bulb moment of that, ah, Eureka, you know. Um, and so I guess that brings into question for me, you know, uh, what would that look like in musical form would it you know can we translate these uh different energies and these different expressions into different art forms
1: wow unpack that lot um that's a very deep one it's a very diverse one i think what we can say with some, and uh, this is certainly from my own perception, um, the commonality here is is energy. Because, yeah. you know, what, obviously what Einstein research spoke about consistently was energy in all its various forms. And the parallel is music is a form of energy, a very powerful one in my thoughts, in my world. Um, some people will have more, you know... Um, maybe different views on the most powerful form of energy. Uh, Well, for the most powerful form of energy, I think is love. I feel is love. In my world, it is. But music is an expression of love. Even when you're kind of, I don't know, jokingly singing to somebody, what you're really saying is, I feel so vulnerable and open to be able to share this with you. I trust you deeply. Actually, I love you. Mm. And I think that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah that's my model of the world and my expression Mm. of love and you know I'll be in a bank in a queue and I'll just burst out singing and people will look at me as if to think this guy's lost the plot Mm. (laughs) and then actually you might get the odd one or two and they'll look across I've had this many many times listeners where they'll look across and sort of you can tell by the way their eyes are dancing that they're they're enjoying it, and they just appreciate that. And I'm going to throw in a word that uh, seems to be very much in my consciousness just lately: zaniness, as if to say that's beautiful, and I wish mm. I could do that. And and I've actually had it a couple of times where people have, and this has been in a bank once, and in a supermarket the second time. Yeah. And then, interestingly, the kind of greater crowd, and we're not talking ten thousand people at the O2 Arena here. We're probably talking a small handful. But because it's been approved by somebody else, they kind of join in as well to a in their own way. This mm-hmm. ripple effect. It's almost like we're seeking permission to actually enjoy ourselves.
0: Absolutely. That's the word that came to my mind is that permission slip. Um, mm. And I think that's what great leaders do. They take that first step um, and inspiring people to, you know, because I, and I wonder what the world would look like if... You know, everyone was in a space in their life where they didn't have those boundaries and those constrictions of, you know, oh, I, I don't, you know, the, the going in with the kind of being small and the kind of oh, I don't want to sing or whatever that was. I wonder what the world would look like if everyone was, um, you know, expressing and not afraid to just be and just, you know, that word, that Dani word that you brought into the mix. Um, because I think it's so true that, you know, people do like, look at that. And so, so for example, so say you're singing in the bank queue and, and there'll be all sorts of different people with different opinions and, and and it will trigger people in different ways to where they're at. Um, And, you know, there is this element to it that people, you know, wish that they could be free in that way, because it's a freedom isn't it that you're expressing is just a freedom and a just uh a, a exuding of just the moment and just love and just life absolutely
1: um, yeah yeah i love what you said there rebecca about this um um you know this kind of invitation these are my words i'm paraphrasing here i'm certainly not twisting it but this kind of fear of joining in on a duet and you know where this is going don't you (laughs) Uh,
0: i have an idea
1: (laughs) (laughs) maybe i'm getting so predictable what it is listeners rebecca and i have got this ongoing thing about doing a duet no actually let me rephrase that paul's got an ongoing thing rebecca's kind of no we will do a duet but i'll be playing the instrument i being she (laughs) and i being me um but anyway, I digress. A little bit of a rabbit hole there. So yes. so what if Einstein made music? I think for me, what we have here is this um you look at the science of the world. It's very kind of dare I say matter of fact. It has a certain perception. I look back to my own journey of when I was involved in a more scientific approach to life. I needed facts. I needed proof. And that was down to my own vulnerability and massive insecurity that I'd carried from childhood, from childhood experiences. As the years have gone by, I embrace a far more I'm just in the moment. and If I feel like dancing, I'm just going to dance. And if I want to sing, I'm going to sing. I don't need that proof. I've, I've almost gone from that uh, see it to believe it. And now I believe it before I actually see it. I create it in my own, you know, and that spoke to speaks to, I think, Rebecca, what we said about on the previous podcast around raising intentions and then that frequency level will get up to that level
0: yeah
1: you know yeah and that's and i found music massively a particular love songs particularly ballads mm. you know inverted commas more serious songs
0: mm. so what when you hear for example your favorite love song or ballad or or one of the ones that really reaches you um what does that do for you
1: it just stirs me. And I'll give you examples. So one of my uh, all-time favourite top three is Foreigners when they sing, I Want to Know What Love Is. Oh, yeah. I mean, that is just, it's kind of, I think it's classed as a rock ballad, but, it, you know, I must have played, I i don't know, literally hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times and it still hits me every single yeah. time. Because when you listen to the words, words of Gonna take a
2: little time A little time to think things over, got to read between the lines, guess I'm needed when I'm older.
1: In my life, there's been heartache and pain. I don't know if I can face this again Mm. through this lonely life. And I want to know what love is. And I want you to show me. Mm. I think that speaks to us all in so many different ways. However that pain is, however that heartache is, you know, whether with broken a fingernail and that's caused us heartache, or whether we've a leg and that's caused us physical pain, whatever the connotation is, there's no judgment on that. But that, that solution, the only solution, and this is just my humble experience, listeners, of love is the answer. Mm. So, yeah, I can listen to that and I can be in, a, in, in whatever kind of energy or phase I'm in but it'll reach me and it'll reach me profoundly because it'll remind me of that all powerful energetic thing called love.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That life force energy and that mm. um, real, you know, indescribable uh, thing that we, we all know and it comes in so many different forms, doesn't it? Uh, yeah. Like the, the, you know, I think, but really, there's just the just energy of love, um yeah, and uh everyone can connect with that and
1: I mean, we had a, a situation recently a few days ago, didn't we where you know the name of Frank Sinatra was mentioned, you recall, and um there was a group gathering, and this was a few days ago, Rebecca was in the presence, and um there was a gentleman in our company and he was talking about two sons and you know his sons are growing up etc cetera, etc cetera, and you know as the vast majority of parents do kind of not worries but you know he's always got that watchful eye on his on his on his children and and that spark within me <laughs> and as you'll attest rebecca i broke out into song now this is a guy that we just met or i just met anyway think it's fair to say you'd probably just met him as well can you remember um this was tuesday when we was down at um, a certain place
0: um
1: from the church
0: oh right yes okay yeah
1: yeah I'll uh, yeah um i'll carry on with it because i can see a quizzical look on rebecca's face
0: <laughs> no no i remember now
1: yeah. yeah so what it was listeners and this guy was sort of saying like you know i've got, i've just been introduced and you've got two young boys and you know and i said yeah okay i understand that as a parent myself and um and it invoked a song in me from frank sinatra and the lines were something along these lines when you're the father of boys how you worry When you're the father of girls, you do more than that, you pray. From the time of Huckle and Finn till the time she cries, don't come in. You worry night and day. Just one, I mean, maybe it's me, listeners. You know, I don't know, but I can be in the company of people and I just really embraced in a, a beautiful conversation or a conversation. And it automatically conjures up a line from a song, an emotion, a thought. And it's just beautiful because attached to that is frequency and vibration. You know, am I a good singer? I don't know. I, I really don't care. That's not the issue. Mm. But it's what it does to me as an individual. And this is not about me, so this is not the Paul show. This is about communicating a message to say how powerful music or any art form. For me, mm. it's music. I mean, I know in your world, Rebecca, art is massive and colours and patterns are monumental. Which yeah. one's right? Which one's wrong? Neither and both. They are what they are.
0: Yeah, yeah. They're expressions of... of. uh I guess love, and uh, in in many ways, or emotion at least. I mean, yeah, you know, they're 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 exploring different things. You know, when someone's writing a love song, I think that what makes that song resonate with people is the intention of expressing their truth. That you know, they're expressing their their feelings and their truth and what they're experiencing, um, and that manifesting as a song is really just the the, you know the the song is kind of the tool or the music's the kind of tool to connect with that energy. Um Mm -hmm. and yeah as you say it's the same for art, it's the same for whatever the, the the creative outlet is. Um yeah it's capturing that you know frequency and vibration which we can all feel we can all feel that and yeah very powerful how that can impact our you know state
1: is it true to say though that with music and singing and you know whatever performing generally, but particularly with music and singing um there's a certain mask we need to protect. We don't want to sing because we're going to be judged as a good singer, bad singer, indifferent singer. there's that whole kind of thing about wearing a mask, isn't there. Mm my take upon when we start to speak about frequency of energy, vibration of energy drop that mask because it reduces and I speak from years and years and years of experience it reduces massively our frequency because we're protecting an ego, we're protecting an image and it's holding us back we're putting ourselves in a very constrained space energetically Mm. but I suppose there's a certain courage that has to go with being prepared to drop that mask because for that for the outside world to see you metaphorically naked and raw for who you really are not who you think you are oh i don't know if i know i don't know if i want that so it does take courage
2: or
0: does it i guess it does and it doesn't you know i feel like um when we really dive into what actually are we afraid of in doing that it becomes mm. suddenly apparent that there's there's nothing to be afraid of you know there's the fear is an illusion there it's mm. completely um irrational in many ways yet doesn't matter how logical uh, or how much we can understand that concept um there's still something within us you know that deep uh i guess protection um that is playing out and um so that's where the awareness comes into it but at a certain point yeah you're right you know it just there it just takes courage really um and I think that the more that that can happen maybe it's not a big leap but maybe it's some small steps or maybe mm. you know you can explore that in in your own way and um and also you know there's um many different factors and i yeah i feel like it's a process isn't it with with each person that peeling back of the onion layer and and um but at the same time you know that courage is that leap of faith isn't it
1: so maybe just maybe mom if we sang we by the way the royal we if we sang just one sort of line from bob Our black sheep maybe that's a little stepping stone to actually being on the london palladium say in a year's time who knows so <laughs> nice. I, i'm i'm game if you are i'll count us down in 3
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh dear
1: <laughs> okay any kind of concluding thoughts around this whole thing rebecca cuz i'd i'd like to kind of at least talk through and or even attempt to sing something from Peter Sarsted around where do you go to my lovely because the words of deeply profound his message is deeply f- profound this was a one-hit wonder from 1969 and I'm amazed it's just been a one-hit wonder because uh, like I say the words are just it's all about dropping the mask and that's what we've t- spoken about here isn't it We you know let's drop the mask if we dare Because Mm. that then, all the fear and all the, you know, we're held to ransom by ourselves. We might say the outside world expects this and expects that. There's no harder taskmaster than ourselves because of the mask we wear. Mm. Because we're fear of being judged. We're fear of not being loved. We're fear of not being good enough. What if we dropped all that and just stepped out into our truth and said, you know what, world? Here I am. In all my majesticness, you're going to judge me. That's fine. I don't care because I know who I am. You know, I'm raw to the world, but this is me.
0: Yeah. And something you've said before that is, I think, really powerful is that people are going to judge you anyway. They're going to judge you whatever you do anyway. So you Mm -hmm. may as well just be your true, authentic self. Yeah. you know.
1: And your inner critic, your own inner critic is going to judge you. Your ego is going to judge you. And I, I feel and know that the more we can actually kiss the sun and touch the moon and flirt and drop the mask, uh, I mean, I flirt with life um, and drop the mask, it's like I'm in touch with who I really am now because my truest, purest form, I am love, I am consciousness, I am energy that's it the rest is this kind of human conditioning that says i am male you are female you are this i am that do 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 there's an expectation that big boys don't cry and nice girls don't do things like that and all this stuff that we're you know indoctrinated with from childhood maybe if we drop the mask that vibration would raise significantly and from my experience there's even a parallel word called happiness that goes along with that contentment i think peace is actually the word i'm looking for
2: because
1: mm. the reality is world in the most beautiful way the most respectful way what we're really saying is i really don't care how you're going to judge me because i'm okay with me and that's all that really matters
0: yeah yeah
1: any thoughts, ma'am, before um, the uh, the immortal words from Peter Sarsted come into play?
0: No, just looking forward to hearing the immortal words. <laughs> Would you like to join me? I don't. I'm very sadly don't know the words. So <laughs> I'm sure you can Google
1: them. I mean, apparently Google's got the answer to everything these days.
0: <laughs> I'll let you take the floor in this one. Maybe, maybe I will do that at some point.
1: All right. Okay. So.
2: You talk like Marlene Dietrich, and you dance like Zizi Jamel. Your clothes are all made by Bellman, and there's diamonds and pearls in your hair, yes there are. You live in a fancy apartment, off the boulevard Saint-Michel, where you keep your Rolling Stone records. And a friend of Sasha Distel, yes, you do. But where do you go to, my lovely, when you're alone in your bed? Tell me the thoughts that surround you. I want to look inside your head, yes, I do. I've seen all your qualifications, you got. From the Sorbonne and the painting you stole from Picasso, your loveliness goes on and on, yes it does. When you go on your summer vacation, you go to Juan Lapin with your carefully designed topless swimsuit. You get an even suntan on your back and on your legs. And when the snow falls, you're found in Semmeritz with the others of the jet set. And you sip your napoleon brandy, but you never get your lips wet. No, you don't. But where do you go to, my lovely, when you're alone in your bed? Won't you tell me the thoughts that surround you? I want to look inside your head, yes I do. Your name is heard in high places. You know, the Aga Karn. And he sent you a racehorse for Christmas. And you keep it just for fun, for a laugh, ha ha ha. And they say that when you get married, it'll be to a millionaire. But they don't realise where you came from And I wonder if they really care or give a damn No, they don't But where do you go to, my lovely When you're alone in your bed? Tell me the thoughts that surround you I want to look inside your head Yes, I do I remember the back streets of Naples Two children begging in rags, both touched with a burning ambition to shake off their lonely born tags, though we tried. So look into my face, Mary Clare, and remember just who you are. Then go and forget me forever, but I know you still bear the scar deep inside, yes, you do i know where you go to my lovely when you're alone in your bed i know the thoughts that surround you cause i can look inside your head
1: (laughs) and what that speaks to listeners is the mask to children Begging and the back streets of Naples, growing up, and one facing his truth of, hey, listen, these things happen, and the other one in denial of, no, I'll I'll wear all this fancy jewelry, I'll get these big social connections, I'll be a socialite. It'll paper over the cracks, and that's fine to the outside world. We can do that. We can paper over the cracks, but when we go to our bed at night, and there's just us and our own thoughts. And we could even be lying outside our partner in bed. But he or she's not inside our head. And those thoughts are not going to leave us until we drop that mask and be vulnerable and that self-acceptance and raise that vibration. Very poignant note, I think, to kind of end on. Rebecca, it's over to you for any kind of concluding thoughts, any remarks, any anything at all really about this this musical insight into, um, what seemingly wasn't a connection between, um, Einstein and music. Mm. Any thoughts at all?
0: Well, firstly, thank you for sharing that song. Um, and yeah, I think it's very powerful, uh, very powerful words and, uh, very, very, um, relevant for all of us to listen to that and to really understand that and um be aware of how that plays out in our life and um what it comes down to you know as the song says is where what do you feel when you know you're alone and how much freedom because I think it comes down to freedom how much freedom have you got how much peace have you got with yourself um so yeah really for me it's shown the power of music um you know and how we uh can really relate to um people's words and um and actually not just the expression of music but actually um each expressing and having that vulnerability and that courage to express you know um music uh, in whatever form um and um yeah something to lots to think about i think from that mm. definitely
1: i feel that that's kind of reached you quite poignantly i've you know i've noticed that that's really um no pun intended actually yes every pun intended struck a chord with you somewhere
0: struck a chord yeah, yeah. <laughs> um,
1: and on that musical note listeners on the next episode i think that we'll turn the tables rebecca if that suits If you're okay with that. And I'm going to ask you to share your thoughts, your music, what reaches you, what raises you, what affects your energy musically.
0: Mm.
1: And so, um, yeah, we'll do a kind of metaphoric duet on the back of that afterwards to say, look, we've got two very, very diverse musical scenarios here. Maybe then we, you know, we bring the two together. Maybe there's a sweet spot musically in the middle. And that's just two people that's our dance listeners you've got your own dance going off in your world so hopefully this has been useful and um see what happens on the next one and until then i sign off by saying remember the tune is changing how will you play